Welcome to the Indie Film Review. I'm Jared, and with me is, well, he's not with us anymore because uh, we're here to do the will reading of Dan, my beloved co-host. Buddy, you will be missed. All right, let's uh, pop this open and uh, read what it says. Okay, uh, I bequeath. I hope he gives me money. Oh, Crazy Tony. And me money. Please shut up during the will the will reading. Thank you. Okay. I bequeath all of my movies and uh, beard trimming products to Crazy Tony. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's right. I'm Crazy Tony. God damn it, Crazy Tony. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. That's Dan. What's up, Dan? What's up? I'm just going to take this lamppost here and I'm going to walk really mm-hmm. slowly over to you menacingly within my hand. <laughs> um, I'm definitely not going to hit you, though, but I'm going to going to walk menacingly. I liked that bit of her slowly dismantling the lamp <laughs> while the guy's just rambling. That was really funny. And she just makes it into a club and hits him. That was good. So we... <laughs> uh, we review independent films here, if you haven't figured it yes, out. Yes, we do. And... Uh, this week, we uh, have reviewed a very low-budget film that was sent to us micro-budget. called Will Reading. Yes, micro-budget by uh, James Insalaco. Insalaco. I think I'm saying that correctly. What about Insalaco? Insalaco sounds way cooler than what I just said. So Jamie Insalaco is what I'm going for. That sounds like fucking smooth, baby. It's like, ooh, insulaco. I like that. I like that. Buttery, buttery. So, yep, we're going to review that film. And Your name is your name. I'm sorry if we mispronounce it. But... That's true. Yes. Uh, we, we're always apologizing. That's the number one guarantee of the show. <laughs> Every single day. Okay, so, uh, Dan, why don't you tell us a little bit about Will reading? Yes, there is a man named Will. Whoa, I see what they did there. Yeah, Will Will has died, and his wife, Wendy, has invited all of his friends over to read Will's will. But it's not really a will, mm. according to his lawyer friend. It's called something else. Um, I forgot what it was, but it was a silly joke. Um, I could not remember, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, they all get together, and they are tasked with finding... And the will basically is like, hey, I hit a bunch of money from the IRS... You get to find it now. It's in the house somewhere. And the whole film is them trying to find it. And that was kind of a fun twist because I, I just went into this movie completely blind. Yeah, me too. Like, okay, Will Reading. It's comedy. That's all I knew. I didn't even know it was comedy. I'm like, Will Reading, is this going to be really depressing? Like, is it going to be an hour and a half long reading of an actual Will? Oh my God, like a super <laughs> sad movie. So, okay, you have this premise and I like it a lot. And it, what's cool about it is... The will reading, it's not like an official will, you know what I mean, where it's going through, like, you have to pay taxes on it, blah, blah, blah. This is a, like, secret will reading. Yes. And just to bequeath to uh, his friends, close friends, and his wife in secret. So that I kind of like, because in the film, the guy who died, he's supposed to not have any money. He's not supposed to have anything left. Right. And so in order to protect his secret money from the IRS, he's hidden it in his house. Jared, I have this really great premise for a movie, okay? Oh no, here we go. So we're going to read a will, and then we're going to let it off into the the forest so it can gain its bearings. And... Okay. The will 
let me be clear is it's good. Like, let's just say that, you know, you and I are the recipients of this will. We get a lot. So it's a good will, right? But it's off in the forest. So we have to go get it. And it's called good will hunting. But once we hunt this good will, can we give it? Like I like our old sweaters and clothes that we don't need anymore. Yeah. Kind of like almost <laughs> like a donation. <laughs> it's like a good one. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's do questions. Dan, how did you feel about the construction overall of this film? Here's the deal. Construction was good. Mm. It could have easily been edited down to about an hour and it would have been the same movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was like a lot of fluff that didn't necessarily hold my attention the way it was supposed to. What I can see in this is like this film would have worked as like a TV show episode, like an episode. Like I've seen, I I, I haven't seen one, but it, I could see it being an episode of a TV show where they read a will and all these hijinks happen. It didn't necessarily need to be an hour and 20 minutes long. It did lull in some areas, but the overall narrative construction, it, I mean, it was on point. It was mm-hmm. like one of those whodunit kind of things. Or, like, we get a lot of people in the house and we we have them banter with each other. I I think the beginning parts of this movie are more rough than the later pieces. And it's it's very interesting to me, because this happens a lot with, like, micro-budget films that we watch, mm-hmm. is you, you get to watch them get better at making the film as the film progresses. Yes, yes. And that's that, really That's fun. always an amazing thing. Yeah, so, like, in the beginning, I was feeling like, okay, there's a, there's a lot of really hard cuts... Maybe there's some lines they could have retaken, you know, where it's clear that the person flubbed their line. And it's like, we can, we can just, just take it again. Just do it again. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. There were cuts between, you'd have one character talking halfway through the sentence, they'd cut, but then they cut right to that same character talking, just like at a, either zoomed in or a slightly different angle. And then he would finish the rest of the sentence. That was very jarring. I don't know why. Usually I would think you would want to maybe cut away to a reaction shot, keep that complete sentence going. You don't want any real break in a sentence like that. Yeah. You want some kind of well, lead okay, in with so the, the words or the imagery. Go ahead. The biggest issues I guess we take with the film are a little bit in the acting side and the editing. And largely that's it. Most most everything else I was okay with. I, I want to say that as soon as we found out that it was a treasure hunt movie, that's whenever I'm like, oh, this this could be edited down. Because I realized what the premise was. I'm like, okay, I get it. So we didn't necessarily need all the lead up. You can still have the lead up. Just make it shorter. Yeah, the the whole dinner stuff and all that, that could have been cut down so much. Because I feel like the movie gets yeah. so good. As soon as we get to the treasure hunt stuff, the movie gets so much better for me. Yeah, because Jack Sparrow shows up. <laughs> it gets It gets funnier. It gets zanier there's musical numbers in this there's really oh my god does it have a musical number and i like it like in a good way i was very yes this was actually it was a it was a random musical number but we've had random musical numbers in the past but this one was actually done tastefully well and i really liked it yeah i thought it was fun um also jared how did you feel about the um music the in general the the general music of the film i thought the main theme was okay it kind of it grew on Mm -hmm. me just the more i listened to it but i wasn't really a big fan of uh the initial song that they had i did like the the musical number though excellent yeah i loved it the original songs i i like the original songs a lot they were by dylan curry 
I think he did a really good job. I think they just used some of his music that he just composes. I mean, they're well basis. done. It's just not my taste. Yeah. It was my taste. Ooh. Then the other thing I wanted to ask you, Jared, how much fake crying can you handle? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So the fake crying was done by a character, Wendy, who... At first, you're kind of like, how is she getting... Because you see her... Well, oh, this is spoilers, so I won't... Never mind, I won't do spoilers. But what I'll say about the fake crying is it is justified later on in the film. It makes sense. Yes. But at the time, I'm like, Ugh, It was a little... Yeah, what is this? It was much. It was a little much. We'll talk about that in spoilers in a little bit, for sure. Dan, my question to you, the question I ask... For every comedy that we've ever recorded on this show. Oh, yes, yes, I'm waiting. Did you watch this film with pants on? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Did you think the movie was funny? Yes. Um, there were there were moments where I'm like, meh, but there were moments where I was laughing out loud. But if 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 I'm just mad the whole time and I'm not like laughing out loud, I, I don't need to laugh out loud the entire comedy, I guess. But it wasn't cringy, I don't mm, think, in certain mm -hmm. areas. I think it was well done. I wish I got some of the jokes more, because there were a couple of jokes in there. I'm like, what is this reference? I, I didn't quite understand it. Yeah, some references, I mean, you just that's the whole point of the reference, right? It's like you either get it or you don't. It's interesting, because the more I warmed up to the characters, the funnier everything got to me. Yeah, for me too. Like the psychiatrist character, and... Uh, the weird nerd character who wore the Hawaiian shirt. At first, he was kind of annoying, and then he got funnier and funnier as the movie got on, like kept going. And I genuinely thought this movie was funny. It's definitely not like fucking laugh a minute or whatever. But again, like you were saying, yeah. like you don't really need that in the film. You're you're kind of like invested in whatever everything else that's going on. I, I guess the rest of the pull is you're you're kind of finding out as the movie goes why everyone needs the money. And why they're all really mm -hmm. there. Because it doesn't seem like everyone really likes Will that much. <laughs> or just, anybody for that yeah, matter. Yeah, they all yeah. really just want that money. And I, I like that premise. It's kind of seeming like my new catchphrase today. Kind of fun. So, uh... Jared, <laughs> who was your favorite character? Oh, man. Not actor, but character. Character. Well, again, I think, I think it's a split between uh, Tom... Who is the the psychiatrist, and mm -hmm. that nerd character Dave, the guy who wears Dave, the Hawaiian yeah. shirt? I'm gonna say Tom because, like Tom, I like to dig in the backyard. No, I thought his character was really funny. You know, I think that character was well written. He's a psychiatrist who has schizophrenia. <laughs> yeah, I wish they would have hinted at that a little earlier on in the film. A little earlier, yeah. How for great sure. would have been if they actually Dude, set that up that during the dinner scene? That would have. Okay. Right? This is just my opinion. I think that would have fixed the small talk dinner scene. Yeah. Like, if they start to establish that early on, and you make the dinner scene more about that and catching mm -hmm. your interest there, that would have been really cool. Because all it is right now is just small talk, which I could take or leave. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like, do you think the small talk... Were we supposed to feel it? You know what I mean? Like when you're in that small talk, you're like, okay. Like being. So, yeah, it just felt it probably, like, you oh, know, whoa. that's probably what the point was. Like it did definitely feel like I was sitting at the table like, oh, what am I going to say next? Um, yeah, it was, uh, ooh, it was getting a little rough. 
But uh, hey, if that was intentional, I mean, you you made us feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to spoil this movie now. Will reading. 2020. Uh, this movie is available on YouTube, right? I think we just got a YouTube link yes. for it. It's on Amazon as well for um, a dollar if you want to support your local filmmakers. So the YouTube page is Silaco Films. Go check it out. If you search Will Reading Full Movie, you will find this film if you want to watch it. It's in 4K, guys. Welcome to the future. 4K. Welcome. Characters welcome. Jared, they are all in treasure hunt mode. Yeah. And Tom takes it upon himself to go out into the backyard and start digging for this treasure where the will strictly says it's somewhere in the house. He's like, it's in the backyard. So he goes to the backyard (laughs) and we cut away from him Uh and other shit happens. (laughs) And then we cut back to him and he has barely dug a hole. Yeah, I love this guy has been out there for 15 minutes and hasn't dug a goddamn hole. <laughs> I love that cutting back to Tom and just seeing his mania and him digging out there. Yes. And he's like arguing with himself about sharing the, the profits with himself or the others. And killing everybody. Yeah, yeah. it's just it gets insane. <laughs> I love it. And did you stick around to the very, very end? Oh, this. So this is real. Spoilers. Yes. We're getting into spoilers, yes. by the way. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. But the very end of this, after the credits, they cut back to Tom and he is shirtless with suspenders on. He's digging in that hole. He was, <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh. What happened to old Tom, they might think. <laughs> he finds one of those cookie tins. Like, he yeah. actually finds something in the hole he's digging. He, the, those old aluminum cookie tins that, with all the shitty butter cookies. And he opens it up, and then he pulls it out, and he's like, It's a porno! <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. Oh, oh man. So yeah, funny. All of that was fantastic. All right, let's kind of go through all the different characters, and we'll just talk about them. So, okay, uh, okay. Let's talk about Dave, since we were already kind of hinting at him, too. The Hawaiian shirt. Dave is the Hawaiian shirt, man. He shows up to a will reading. Everybody's wearing black, except for Dave, in a bright blue Hawaiian shirt. And all he wants to do is read the will and get plastered. His kind of deal is he's very obnoxious, and he kind of says what he, you know, whatever he's thinking. But the other thing is that he's been shot in the foot. Now, Dan, how did this occur? Okay, first, the context of Dave is he was Will's roommate at one point. Yes. And that's all we know about him. So how does it occur? He was in a um, store, and he witnesses a robbery happening. (laughs) And he decides to save the day by taking the jar of pickles that he has procured in his hand Mm. and bashing the, the criminal over the head with it. But while he does this, the criminal flails his arm and shoots the gun and the gun fires and goes into his foot. I think they make an interesting point of saying, like, what if this guy didn't shoot downwards and he accidentally shot up? Exactly. Or or towards you more. And I mean, you just put your life in danger just to be a hero. And but then it's like, so exactly. there's, there's that argument. And then there's, well, we don't know. You don't really know if this guy was just going to be there to rob people. You have no idea. So it's, I thought that was a really interesting thing that we're kind of working Jared, out. there's one, I, I agree with you, but there's one thing that I forgot to bring up. It's a glaring 
glaring piece of this story that is told by Dave. Sure. The entire time he has an insatiable bulge. He does. Uh, to the point of boner. Yes. For context, the... <laughs> <laughs> no context needed. While the description of the grocery store robbery is happening, we are given this really cool, like, animation. It's it's like yes. this old school, like, sketched animation stills of everything that's happening, you know? And every time they cut to Dave, he's like a big muscly beef guy, you know, with like a chiseled jaw. But they cut to his pants and there's just this giant like boner thing going on there i don't i don't know it was uh it was like if your bulge had a bulge if you grow you show mm. maybe he just gets horny for robbery i don't know maybe he does so a couple other things that dave does in the film is he finds the stash of booze and he drinks all of it he has all of these amazing references that he uses. Like, th these references are pretty well played for comedy. Um, like, at one point, they find a lightsaber. And, like, a toy kid's lightsaber. Oh, I love this. And he, he picks it up, and he starts smelling it. He's like, hmm, yes, Phantom Menace, uh, line <laughs> 1999, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn model. <laughs> like he's... He treats it like it's a fine wine. I, I love that. Yes. Because he's a procurer of, uh, like, memorabilia, of stuff. like toys and stuff. Yeah. So, Wendy is the host. She is um, Will's ex-wife. And Wendy, her name is Wendy. <laughs> and at one point, she is about to kill Dave, and she has a bat. And she starts going after him with a bat. Mm -hmm. And it's a direct reference to the Shining scene whenever the wife Wendy is going up to Jack Nicholson. Oh, I didn't like, realize that. Oh dude. He, he, they even say some of the lines and everything. They're like, oh. what are you going to bash my brains in? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to bash your brain or no. What are you going to kill me? No, I'm just going to bash your brains in. Like it oh, was such a great um, homage totally to, to the shining. That. That's fun. I want to circle back. Cause you were saying a uh, nerd is a bad word. I don't, I don't think it is. No, I was using it as a disparaging comment by dismissing nerd stuff. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> In well, the subtext of what I had just said, well, I, I was mean, being disparaging. But I'm a huge nerd, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I think being a nerd is cool. A unless you're not nerdy about the things I'm nerdy about, then that's really lame and I don't like you. One thing about Dave, he's supposed to have a limp and he walks around with a cane. You got to practice being a little mm, more limpy yes. on that because uh, it's just a guy holding a cane. He doesn't feel like he needs that cane at all. So it kind of breaks that reality of the movie. You know, cut, you know, just a little nitpick thing there. So we got Tom. We got Dave. Let's talk about Wendy. Steve or Wendy. Oh. Well, let's talk about both Steve and Wendy because Steve okay. is the lawyer friend. And you learn early on that he has some kind of an affection for Wendy. Like, he used to be in a relationship with her before he went off to boarding school. Mm -hmm. But he keeps trying to get with her now that Will is dead. Yeah, uh, Wendy really has, like, a lot of love love angles going on Triangles. Here. Yeah. yeah. Because she's got... It's Wendy and Dave had a fling a long time ago, and Wendy and Steve had a thing going a long time ago. But then Wendy ended up marrying Will... And I, it's just it's just like a lot, a lot of a lot of stuff going on here. Got a lot of stuff going mm. on here. So okay, Steve, he is 
I like I like his character. I, I like a lot of his line deliveries and everything. But he is sweating balls in that suit, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. They should have let him take that jacket off way sooner, or like dabbed his head or something. Because I'm like, damn, dude, I feel bad for you. <laughs> this guy is sweating balls. I wish they kind of would have played that played into that more. Like made him intentionally sweat, or like put like water, oh, or yeah. like sweat beads yeah. on him. I think that would have been really funny. And it it kind of seemed like Wendy was playing him a lot. And then you have that big reveal of Wendy is like, she goes to cry about something that somebody said and she goes in the bathroom and she's just sitting there chilling, like not crying at all. And you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Because she's been secret drinking this whole time. Even though she says superficially, she doesn't drink and she's a vegan. Yeah. Very interesting. And I'm like, what's her deal? What's her deal? I, I almost wish the movie played up more to like we don't know who the bad guy really is because i feel like they're really leaning yeah. heavy on wendy after you find that out you're like okay wendy's definitely doing some shifty stuff and to the point where like wendy starts to attack people and this is fun like i'm i'm into this but then later on they like justify it and everyone's kind of like cool with it i'm, I'm mm -hmm. like you assaulted a man and almost killed him like attempted murder <laughs> on steve and Steve is like, yeah, it's fine. Let's go get a beer at the end of the movie. <laughs> I mean, that's the silliness of the film. Yeah, I guess. Well, how did you feel about these two characters? I liked their dynamic. Um, I liked Wendy a lot. I think Wendy was was fantastic. Played by Kate Weigel or Weigel. I think she's the best Weigel. actor in the film. She's really good. Yes, I, I did enjoy her acting. I think I liked being confused by Wendy. Like her motivations being unclear the whole time and she has all of the best lines like during the musical number okay so it's steve and wendy during the musical number and they're they they leave the house and everything but they have this wendy has this amazing monologue in the middle of the musical number in a song verse where she's talking about rich people and how they're like destroying the world oh it's wonderful oh my god it's amazing yeah shitting on the rich oh it's really good because then it starts getting more and more manic and then <laughs> And then Steve is like, whoa, that was uh, that was a lot. And she's like, was it too much? He's like, no, I liked it. Wayne is the brother of Will. Wayne is played by writer-director Jamie Insaleco. <laughs> so Wayne... Brother of the dead deceased. Kind of comes off as like an aloof asshole. He shows up. He's kind of being a jerk. Twin brother, yes. Twin brother. And I thought maybe we were going to find out that Wayne was Will. I thought that would have been very, really, really interesting. Like maybe he doesn't actually have a twin brother, but then he's like, Hey, you don't got any booze here. Okay. I'm going to go get some wine. And he, he comes in, comes back later with only one bottle of wine. He's always doing some weird shit. And then he leaves and we hear like a weird sound, like a bump in the house. We're like, what was that? And so, you know, he's doing something. You just don't know what. And it turns out he already knew where the treasure was. And he had got it for himself. And I love that uh, Quentin Tarantino reference, right? Where they open the box and the, the green light comes out. And it's out. just green. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like laughing and smiling. That's fun. So then he has already gotten the money this entire time. And he's just driving away, driving away. And these idiots are all freaking out in their house trying to get it. But this scenario almost invalidates the whole film. There's a couple things where the plot is just doesn't make sense to me. One why doesn't Wendy just read the will before everyone gets there? Mm -hmm. Why does she even have a will reading? Because she wants that money, right? So she should just read it 
realize that it says this, right? And oh, okay, I'm going to find this fucking money because she's got to be thinking, why does my husband have this will? He has no money. What money is he leaving? Like, what assets are he leaving? So why wouldn't he? she read it first? Yeah, why does she not know about her own husband? Yes, assets? that's interesting to me. Uh, it, that is kind of explained. We find out because she had had a, uh, a kid with, well, I don't with think he uh, knew that. someone else with um, Hawaiian shirt guy, Dave. He didn't know that, but I think Will knew that. Will and his brother knew that, and they hid it from her. So that's why she wasn't told about it. But then, okay, if Will really didn't want his wife, like he really wanted to prank his wife in this way, have an officiant, or no, he can't. He would have to have, so, like, maybe do, have Wayne. Have Wayne have the will. So Wayne has the will. He shows up. He reads it to them, tells them, hey, go find it. But he's already got it. Like, he already has it already. So he's setting mm, everyone up. Okay, yeah. I think that would be the better way to do it instead of Wendy having the this this will or whatever. Well, since I can't remember what I was going to say next, Dan, do you have any any other scene you want to talk about um, or, or final thoughts? I just, I really like whenever the narrative finally hits its stride and we start to get to know all these characters and their motivations, that's whenever the film actually works well. So it might just be reshooting the the... Well, I don't want to say reshooting. It it just might just be like rewriting even the small talk. But maybe you were right. Maybe like we said, it, it was supposed to make us feel uncomfortable. But the minute that the treasure hunt ensues and we start to yeah. get to know what these characters are trying to get out of this, the, the film just picks up and goes. It flies. It's awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would just say lessons learned, right? And then your next project, because kind of think of a way to streamline that beginning to get to more of the fun stuff, right? Like you were saying, once the ball starts rolling, I was really having fun. Like that one scene where the two guys were going up the, the attic stairs and they both smushed into each other. I'm like, ooh, I love... Because like no one does yeah. physical comedy anymore. No one does sight gags anymore. I am so horny for shit like that. Like uh, Zucker Brothers, like Naked Gun shit. You know what I mean? Like top secret stuff. That's the kind of comedy I would love to see. I mean, I know this isn't this is not that type of film. I'm just vamping on my own my own comedy needs. They're not being met. I think I'm putting this out. They had one they had one recurring joke that made me laugh almost every time they said it. Give it to me. But every time they they told each other to keep their voice down. Yeah. <laughs> it got very funny to me. Keep your voice down. Okay, it wasn't funny at first. It did get funny later, yes. They're all, yeah, they're all yelling and they're trying not to get... Because Wendy's in the other room cooking and they're trying to make it so she doesn't hear what they're saying and they're being very insensitive. <laughs> so being insensitive. Because they're saying the worst death. things ever. Yeah, they're saying the, the worst Keep your things. voice down. So insensitive. Um, but yeah, uh, the movie... The movie definitely got progressively better as it went on. Uh, I think it's a really solid uh, uh, go at like a super micro budget film. And, you know, I got a really solid go for you. Ho -ho. Oh, boy. Dan, Dan, Jared, Dan, that's a medical condition it is. you have. And I don't, I don't think it's <laughs> Jared. I don't think it's something you should bring up on the Jared. podcast. Yes. You can find us on Twitter at Andy Film Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. See, Jared didn't know this, guys. I have to tell him. every like that's It's not for yeah, your I'm benefit. It's not for your benefit. It's Jared. He just forgets every week. <laughs> oh, I'm so fucking stupid. Dan, is there some way, like, if people really like the show, they could, like, I don't know, give us money for no reason? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> 
for no reason at all, you can find us on patreon.com slash indie film review. And you can, uh, well, like Jared said, give us money for absolutely no reason. You are crazy, but we love you. Yeah, absolutely no reason. Yeah. I uh, Another thing, too, I'm, I want to put this out there. I'm super horny for money. If people could just give me more money, I'd really like that. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I want to die. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, guys. If you enjoyed this motherfucking show, you should check out some of the other fun shows on the Necropodicon Network. That is necropodicon.com my friends. And now I'm going to highlight some of the shows on there. There's a really good show on there called Grow Out of It. You should check it out. They read old short stories that they wrote when they were little kids and they do voices and everything and they'll have guests on and they'll have them read their own like silly fanfic stuff that they wrote when they were younger. Dan was on there. I was on an episode. Dan did an episode. It was really good. Uh, I super enjoyed that. Uh, there's uh, Bad Rad Movies is super fun. They're they're like us, but they they cover like all films. Usually they're they try to find bad films and they're trying to find the good in it, the diamond yes. in the rough. Yeah, they're trying to find that amazing cult awesome film just by like randomly watching these shitty movies. And but they'll go by they'll go almost like scene by scene mm. through the movie. They'll really like tell you everything about it which I also enjoy. That's kind of like how we did our yeah. own podcast. But yeah, they're super fun. And there's a, a bunch of other shit on there. You go check them out. Uh, all right. So thanks again for listening. Appreciate you. Dan, you got the final word. Pimpin'. Pimpin'. Hey, this is Cameron here from the podcast Bad Rad Movies. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen.